Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Critics. I'm Shirley. I'm Miriam. I'm Ferris. No. No, you're Bueller. 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 Okay, well, his first name is Ferris. Okay, I had a teacher who used to do that every single day when somebody... I will. Okay, Ferris. So, I had... Okay, let me... If you guys couldn't already tell, we are talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off today. But I had this teacher last year who, every single time a kid didn't answer during attendance, he would sit there and say their name, and then he would go, he would go, Ferris, Ferris, and I was like, it was funny the first time, but like the hundredth time, it was so annoying. Because for context, I did online school last year, so a lot of kids were missing, and the joke got old very quickly. Um... But anyways, while I told that little story, Miriam was able to pull up Ferris Bueller's Day Off synopsis. So, Ferris Bueller has an uncanny skill at cutting classes and getting away with it. Intending to make one last duck out before graduation, Ferris calls in sick, borrows a Ferrari, calls in sick, borrows a Ferrari, and embarks on a one-day journey through the streets of Chicago. On Ferris's trail is high school. Um, Fer- <laughs> um, Ferris's trial is high school principal Rooney determined to catch him in the act. We'll we'll talk about Jeffrey Jones later. I made the mistake of going on his Wikipedia page. I don't know anything about Jeffrey Jones. Oh, um, y'all. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> kills? What? Oh, he did okay. something else. Okay, we will get to that when we talk about his character, because I don't know. Um, But so... Um, obviously that synopsis was for those of you who have not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I'm going to go out right now and say, if you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, go. Best movie in existence. Well, now we know what Carly's score is going to be, but go watch it because this (laughs) movie. Carly gave a good review. I know. Um, if you're, if you are former listeners, previous listeners of our podcast, you'll know that Carly typically gives lower scores. So, um, but yeah, should we get into our, like what our initial thoughts are? Yeah, I mean, I watched this movie a couple years ago, probably, like, I would say five, maybe even more than that, uh, uh, when me and my mom were putting up the Christmas tree. This is one of my mom's, I guess, probably my mom's favorite John Hughes movie, and we watch it every year um, when we put up the tree, Aww. except this previous year we didn't do because I figured that we were going to do it soon because we had yeah, talked about it. We broke your tradition. Oh, yeah, no. but oh, I, I, I actually ended up watching It's a Wonderful Life then. So oh, that's when I did that. Go so, listen to that episode. Yeah. Can we just talk about how it's in the Library of Congress right now? Like it's yes, one of the movies? Yeah. So oh, wow. yeah, it's in the National Film Registry and deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. A it lot of our movies, is. a lot of our movies have been that, um, if they get good reviews, I, the, because we've watched a lot of classics, and most, I think all of the classics we watch have been in the National Film Registry, which is pretty long. They've got, like, a lot of movies, but yeah, this is definitely deserves to be in there, and it's very significant. It gets referenced in, like, I was just, funnily enough, I was watching a video today of this girl I watch on YouTube, and she did uh, how Easy A plays homage to a lot of uh, John Hughes movies and just like 80s that movies. Movie? Remind me who stars in that? Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. Okay. Um, Not Emma Watson, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she, like, it's, they pl- play homage to Ferris Bueller's, like, a bunch in that movie. And I think it's definitely a movie that a lot of people play homage to in other movies oh God, with yeah. like Especially that opening yeah the, the opening shower sequence. scene talking to the camera yeah. you know so 
I, I don't remember exactly when the first time that I watched Ferris Bueller was, but I know I've seen it a couple times, but I think that the first time I watched it, I wasn't in high school. I think I was like about to go into high school or something. Mm -hmm. And I watched it with my dad and I remember, you know, like really liking it, thinking it was really funny. And this time when I just watched it, I'm obviously like in high school now and it just hit different being in high school, especially being an upperclassman in high school, this, you know, I, yeah, imagine our principal. <laughs> imagine our principal trying to run after us. I honestly can't. Like, I don't yeah, think he's I mean, pretty he chill. Whole, he took a whole week long vacation. <laughs> the school was burning down. Our, our, our school is, is quite large. So I don't, I don't know. But their school seemed pretty large too. The, the hallway scenes, everyone was like, packed yeah, in I mean, there. this is Chicago, so. Yeah, but like Chicago. he was dedicated. Chicago. It's a wonderful city. We're just all over the place right now. We're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, but I, um, obviously like, we'll talk more about it, but I, I think that this movie is just, genius like i think it's hysterical i think it is uh one thing that i i I think about a lot of current teenage movies is that they don't really represent teenagers well like they don't they either make teenagers they're played by like well yeah but he is he is as well but like they have like like teenage slang or whatever that like isn't used or it just feels like it was written by someone who clearly isn't a teenager but this story even though it was from the 80s i feel like i still relate to this story i mean and i think i i there's some coming of age films that are very good i think the thing with this is like it's just it's fun like it's not like ferris is like like i feel like a lot of coming of age movies are very light on comedy and much yeah. more on drama. Few exceptions, and those are some of my favorite movies in recent years. But um, this is just like it's like a dream day. Like this would be like it's what so I would fun. love to like. You know, it's like senior ditch day or whatever what you dream of doing, which nothing ever works out. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Jesus Christ. Um, I think it's just like a dream. Like it's something that seems like so fun. And of course, it's just like he's so cool. He's, he's so cool. <laughs> Um, yeah. Here, hold on. So, are we just, like, our initial thoughts? Yeah. Spectacular. Perfect in every way. <laughs> Nothing. We're not getting ready. No, well, I'm just saying, I'm yourself. just saying, I'm just saying, there's no point in doing another episode to this podcast because nothing will ever top Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Seriously? Wow. wow. Nothing will ever top, I don't care if we watch the Harry Potter movies, I don't care if we watch my favorite movie in existence. It, is it this? Now it might be. I want it engraved in my forehead. What? (laughs) There was once a woman who got Drake tattooed on her forehead. Did Drake? This was a few years ago. I think he kind of over Shane Warner maybe. It was Drake, Drake, Drake Bell from like Drake and Josh. No, it was like Drake, like the rapper. Um, That would have been funny. (laughs) He didn't have to reach that far. He just done it there. Um. So I also noticed through. This watch through, especially in, um, I think probably one of the most famous scenes from this movie is, so during their day off, they go all over Chicago, but one place that they go is an art museum. Yeah, the art. And they. the, the yes, three, yeah. the three main characters, and we'll talk about the yeah. characters in a moment, but um, the three main characters. Yeah, oh, Ferris, Sloan, and Cameron. Yeah. Um, they go to this art museum, and I, and this was the first time, even though I've seen this movie before, that I noticed how, like, 
the the cinematography in this movie is really really cool there's a lot of scenes that are quite beautiful i think that you know show this friendship and show the city of chicago and show young people having fun because i think like you guys kind of touched that there's not a lot of coming of age movies that have a lot of comedy and i think that's just fun there's some that have comedy yeah like this is just fun i think that like movies with teenagers often are like oh being a teenager is so bad and i feel like Yes, being a teenager can be hard, but it can also be really fun, like Ferris made it. Yeah, I was just like, just to add on to that, if you think about it too, I mean, I don't know much about movies, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but two of the biggest TV shows on TV right now are like Euphoria, for example, Mm -hmm. where it's just, you like it? (laughs) I just watch it. My mom watches it. But what, from what I'm like, from what I've seen, it's like a lot of like drugs yes, and a lot of like yeah. that side of being a teenager. But also, um, Riverdale's another one, and we know how much of a dumpster fire that one is. I actually don't know anything about Riverdale. Oh my god, um, you're you're better off. You're better off. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so it's just it was kind of refreshing to me specifically, yeah. just because I've heard so much about everything else. Um, that Ferris Bueller was like this. Also, I have a question: Why is his name Ferris? Like, like is that a common That's name? A name. Right. Like Ferris wheel, <laughs> like. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what that's. The Ferris wheel's named after. I mean, it's his last name, but. What? The what? guy who made the Ferris wheel. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, his last name's Bueller. <laughs> like, what? Um, no, I think it's John Ferris. Well, anyways. I'm a big fan of like movie theories. So, like, what if you guys just made me come up with a theory? I bet it's just completely stupid. But Ferris is known for being like super fun right in this movie mm-hmm. he's super fun and the whole school kind of revolves around him what if he's kind of like a ferris wheel like a fun yeah you know revolving can i just can i just emphasize this is the same girl who asked us about like what two hours ago if urine freezes <laughs> so yeah. so you can't leave that in. that's funny <laughs> p p you can't leave that in okay um why because kyle's no kaya oh they said kyle no okay let me anyway mm. okay so so i have this is probably because i was thinking about it this morning when i was talking to school and this is probably like it's definitely on my favorite top 10 favorite movies probably um and i just like you mentioned the uh when they're at the art institute of chicago it's the I have to compliment, you've talked about the cinematography, but the soundtrack for this movie is, like, I, like, feel... Yes, yes. Especially when they're in the art museum. It just seems, like, so calm, and they're, like, they're children. They're, like, walking around with the children that are on the field trip and whatever. It's very, like, it's very, um, like, they might be off to adulthood, but they still, I think, view themselves as children. I think that's a good representation of what's happening. Um, you mentioned the soundtrack. While watching this movie, I added two songs from it to my, like, Spotify playlist that I have. That's just, like, songs that I like. And I just, um, I think that the songs that they added were perfect. And especially the, like, the last scene, you know, when he, or not the last scene, but, like, one of the last scenes when he's on, um, the, like, in the parade. Mm -hmm. I think that that's so perfect. Um, especially Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Yeah. Um, so do you guys want to get into characters yeah so we're gonna start with our titular character ferris i love i love that word because titular it makes, it sound, it makes it sound so formal titular. um so yeah ferris bueller 
Bueller. Bueller. We is need this to talk just going to be his whole segment, just us saying Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. Well, he's, he's not, not here. here. He's, he's not here. here. No, and then, like, one of us is just, like, chewing gum. That scene is so great. Um, for those of you don't, who don't know, when Ferris doesn't show up to school... Um, I'm sure you've heard this before. He, he, most he, quote. Yeah. He, um, his teacher is taking attendance and just stands there and goes... Bueller, Bueller, and it's so boring, and the entire class looks like they would rather be anywhere else but that's, there. That's how it be. Yeah, that's how I feel sometimes. Um, so does anybody want to start talking about Ferris? Um, I'll start. So, sorry. Okay. So I, I really, like... Ferris just really seems like someone that, like, you'd want to be friends with. He's, like, yeah. so... The school is his friend. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the... But those are, like, the best, like, people... The people that are just nice to people, I think, and, like, every... He, like, he feels approachable to everyone, it yeah. seems like. And I think, like, he very... He's very caring for his friends. And even though he... So he drags, like, Cameron, who we'll talk about later, but Cameron is actually sick on this day, and he drags Cameron out of breath, but it's because he knows that, like, Cameron is kind of, like, depressed and, like, just, I think he he wants to give Cameron a fun day and, you know, (laughs) he goes... A little obvious day, yeah. Yeah, Like, honestly, how did they fit that all in one day? Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) When I watched this movie this week... I'd go to the art museum and then be like, all right, time to take a nap. Yeah, like, I'm I'm tired. When I watched this movie this week, I actually was home from school. I wasn't sick, um, but... So this week, I like I took a day off from Wait, school. So you're lying right now. It's continuity. It's not continuity. It's not what continuity okay, means. Okay, just freaking go. So when I watched this movie, I was home from school. I don't know like exactly when it was, but um, I was home that day, and I just thought it was really funny. But this is literally the only thing I did that day was watch this movie, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I, you know, having my day off, and then like I'm watching this kid do absolutely everything in one day. But anyways. I think Ferris is such an awesome character, and I think the actor who played him did such a yeah, such a Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick did such an incredible job. And I I love how so Ferris, you know, within the first few minutes we see how he like has con- or throughout the course of the movie. Will you stop I'm touching sorry. your foot? Throughout the course of the movie, we see how he has. Throughout the course of the movie, we see how he has like come up with all these like contraptions and ideas for how to make sure nobody will find out that he's faking yeah, being sick so he's very smart despite the fact also, that he has missed a lot of school like, also like there's one scene i think when when the principal's on the phone with his mother or something but you mm-hmm. see him hack into the school computer yeah. and everything like yes. honestly yeah. Our, yeah, early age of computers so it's probably pretty but easy still, but yeah still and I like mean, he, he, an he, he just well. yeah he just has confidence he really did that's pretty much it yeah so. he okay. is just so cool like he is probably the coolest teenager so cool. he's very cool <laughs> and he's able to adapt really quickly to to different situations like for instance when they go into they go into this fancy restaurant and yeah. obviously you need a reservation when you go into a fancy restaurant he just pretends to be someone else and then when they come out of the restaurant he realizes that his dad is standing right there. So, you know, he has to come up with an idea of how to sneak past his dad very quickly. So, um, Ferris Wheeler is, he, he's very good at, like, adapting to different situations. 
And I also think, like, Miriam touched on how he treated his friend Cameron, who we'll get into more, who is clearly suffering from depression and anxiety. He treats his friend, he kind of pushes his friend a little bit, which some people, and I actually... what you do with your friends. Yeah, I actually read something saying, like, oh, Ferris is kind of like a jerk because he's mean to his friend, he doesn't understand. But Ferris actually gets his friend out there and helps his best friend and gives his best friend experiences that are really fun. And I think he's doing it out of the love that he has for his best friend. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just wants to hang out with him. Really I else. mean, while I love the movie, I don't know. There were certain points where I was like, Ferris, well, if you were my just, friend, yeah, I'd like, smack you. Okay, the car thing? That yeah, is well, well, no, duh. Else? Where he, the car crashes. It's his father's car. He doesn't want to take the so for right. right the it's car a Ferrari. Thing, I feel like we should talk about the car as its own character. Can I finish my point? Yeah, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> That's gonna be loud. Anyway, um, basically, it's just like Ferris jumps into these situations head first and doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't think ahead, but he also doesn't think about like how it's gonna affect his friends because like he takes the day off already assuming that cameron's gonna drive him around and do whatever mm-hmm. you know and then they go into the fancy restaurant and cameron and sloan are like all embarrassed and like ferris can we leave you know i don't know if he was my friend he wouldn't be my friend so <laughs> so he wouldn't be your- no he'd be like the one guy at school everyone talks about but i can't stand yeah so yeah there's certain but at the same time he's like, such a pushover yeah I mean, well there's certain aspects where it's like definitely you know he gets them in these situations but he gets them out of them and yes i know i know um but i think ultimately you know cameron might get killed but he did have a fun day (laughs) okay to be fair okay he went out with a bang let's explain the whole car thing because it's a very central part of the story so cameron um paris's best friend um his dad has this very very nice ferrari in his garage the ferrari never gets driven it's you know cameron's father's like pride and joy he treats this ferrari like you would treat a newborn baby so um when cameron is going to go drive ferris around for the day his car isn't working and ferris says well just bring the ferrari right so cameron ends up bringing the ferrari out and they park the ferrari in a public garage and the people who are sorry i saw rupert grant (laughs) oh my god and the people who okay okay (laughs) i lost my train of thought and the people who are in charge of like parking the car like people who work in the parking lot they take the car out for a joy ride throughout the entire day and so it's constantly cutting back from like ferris and his friends and their shenanigans to the two guys riding around in the car and so at the end of the movie they bring the car back and the car they're trying to get the miles that they added onto the the car they're trying to get them off and the car ends up um cameron ends up beating up the car and destroying it and he basically pushes it off a cliff because his like house is in the middle of like a weird forest thing Mm -hmm. and he so i think like yes the car thing was ferris's fault because he started the situation but i also think cameron ultimately finished the car off yeah yeah but i think that ferris does have a lot of flaws but i think he at at the end of the day does care about his friends and i think he does seem well liked and i think he you know is is a is a cool person i feel like you know how like in the movie his sister like obviously like 95 percent of the movie spends her time trying to catch him in the act 
like Rooney does. That's his name, right? Yeah, the principal. Well, she doesn't, like, go after him, but she's like, I know what he's doing, you know, and it's not fair. But I feel like, you know, I probably started out like that, you know, when I was watching the movie. Like, you know, I can't, you know, this guy's kind of a pushover. Like, why is he so mean? But then as time went on and they were becoming, like, more, he was becoming more laid back and they were, like, having fun together. And then at the end of the movie, obviously his sister's like, you know what, Ferris, you're not so bad. So then maybe that's how I feel, you know? By the way, talking about his sister, they must be twins, right? So Ferris is supposed to be a senior in high school. What? That's what he says in the movie. He's adopted. When does he say that? And he wasn't joking. (laughs) I don't. I'm pretty sure he's adopted. Are you? Ferris Bueller is a psychopath. (laughs) What? So they are twins. Okay, I guess it was a joke. Okay. So, anyways, what I realized, like, really, pretty much towards the end of the movie, so his sister is supposed to be, like, this classic, like, older sister character that we've seen a lot in, you know, different movies where, like, the older sister is trying to, like, get the younger sibling in trouble and is, like, upset with the younger sibling. So, I was like, okay, he's a senior in high school, so, but she goes to the same high school, so she must also be a senior so i realized that they must be twins and so i decided to google it and it was never really like confirmed but like everyone's kind of like oh it was never confirmed in the movie but they have to be twins um so i just think that that's an interesting little like fact that i didn't realize like the first time that i watched it yeah i guess we'll move on to cameron Cameron. i did sloan kiss cameron i don't remember that happening Okay. I don't remember that. Happening. So we'll just talk about since we talked uh, about the sister. We'll just talk about. Are we going to talk about Rooney at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So about his actor. Yeah. So um, Jennifer Grey plays Ferris's sister Jeannie. She was in. What did she do? Oh, she's dancing. dancing. Duh. Dar- yeah, she's dirty oh, dancing. Baby, right? That's the line. Yeah. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, <laughs> don't mess with baby. <laughs> and she won season 11 of the dancing competition, Dancing with the Stars. She was oh in Dirty Dancing. God. Did she do the same dance? Mm, they probably did one. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm, just got divorced last year. Sorry, girl. Um, <laughs> just in case she's listening. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Jeannie. Yeah. She, I feel like her a lot with the way my brother gets treated. Really? Yeah. You relate to Jeannie? Well, because Emmett's... He's very... Um... Like, Bueller, where I do feel like... I just call him Bueller. <laughs> okay. He's he's very much like Ferris, where he's, like, very out there, confident, really has the ability to, like, talk to a lot of people and, like, reach a lot of people. And then I just feel like... I don't know. Maybe not in a way that I'm, like... Oh, people shouldn't be looking at him that way or whatever. Like, I feel like Genie is a little. But I'm very jealous of the attention he gets. So, Oh, you poor baby. No, <laughs> I love the sister. I think, so, um, one of, so I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. I want to be a screenwriter when I'm older, and there's a very popular screenwriting book called Save the Cat, and the reason why the screenwriting book is called Save the Cat is because in order for the audience to feel connected to a character, the character must have a save the cat scene, which means that literally they're saving a cat, right? 
So. No, okay. Let me explain. <laughs> so every character must have a scene where they do something that makes you like them, right? If if that character is supposed to be liked. So Jeannie's save the cat scene actually comes really late in the movie when um, Rooney is at the um, door mm -hmm. and she and Ferris runs up and he's about to get caught. You know, he wasn't in bed and she covers for him. And she's like, Ferris, where were you? We were worried about you. Like Mr. Rooney, like, you know, he's sick. And then she throws Mr. Rooney her wallet or his wallet because he had snuck into their house previously. And, um, that I believe is her save the cat scene. Yeah. And I think that that scene really ties together this character. I, li I mean, I liked her because, you know, she's kind of like not, you know, the typical, like, she, she's not like the other characters and I feel kind of bad for her but that scene really brings it all together and also I love the iconic moment with her and the um guy in the jail <laughs> or in the police well, in the yeah, police I'm station I'm no fan of Charlie Sheen but yeah. I don't blame yeah. that was Charlie Sheen that was Charlie Sheen yeah okay. the, potatoes? I saw yeah. the potatoes who's Charlie Sheen um, anyways I'll continue because I have a thought anyway um but I don't know if she's gonna end up keeping this in but anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy in the police station that Jeannie talks to. Yeah. Hi, guys. Imagine if she puts this in the bloopers episode. You guys get a bunch of Carly content. How's that feel? I can't believe you don't know who Charlie Sheen is. What do you do? You live under a rock? I've heard of him. Two and a half men. Two and a half men. Come on. Scary movie. Save the cat. We're talking about Charlie Sheen. This is the book. Blake Snyder. Any relation? No. It's a great book. It's really. Oh, oh God! They talk about um. Oh shit! He talks about um legally blonde a lot in the movie and the book. I mean, <laughs> okay. Anyways, Carly. Oh, I think. What was I saying? Anyway. You're talking about the guy. You don't like Martin Sheen, but Martin Charlie. Sheen. Charlie. Who the hell is Martin Sheen? That's the guy. I'm not gonna talk to you guys anymore. Did you literally just say that? What? Well, I know she mistakes. Who the hell is Martin? I only know Charlie okay, Sheen. So here's Charlie Sheen. We look him up. His dad. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know Martin Sheen. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't give it to me, but... His name's not even Charlie Sheen! It's Carlos... It's Stubbs. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to hear me talk about how Charlie Sheen's character was hot in the movie, and I don't regret saying that? Come on. Okay, can you <laughs> Anyways, who was talking? I don't remember. Um, I was covering <laughs> while she was gone. Okay, um... But You're speaking out the whole Martin Charlie. Okay, right? mm, okay. Uh, so. Who are we talking about? Jeannie. Right? Uh, yeah, I think we're done talking about Jeannie, right? No, you didn't say anything. Jeannie, about her, Queen. Um, oh, I thought you didn't know. Queen. I don't know. You like her? Yeah. Do you like her more than Ferris? No. <laughs> um, I like her. And yeah, but I you know what? I think she added a lot of, like, Spice. I, I Can you let me speak? God, I'm gonna hit her with this microphone. Yeah, it was nice to have her. Like you have Ferris, and he he's getting you. He gets away with everything in the whole movie, right? Mm -hmm. So you finally have someone that's like besides Rooney, who's like, you know what? Something's not right here. But she's close to Ferris in a way that Rooney isn't. 
So obviously it makes her like close to her objective. But what's so interesting is that her and Rooney are like they hate each other. Yeah, and then they end up they, hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. So they they start off with the same goal, but they all still hate each other. She, doesn't she like kick him in the nuts or something? Yes. <laughs> So, we're going to move on, I guess, to my favorite character. Uh, Rooney? No, Sloane! Oh. oh, I didn't know you were going to no. talk about her. Yes, we have to. She's my favorite. She's kind of just like the hot girlfriend. I know, but I love Sloane! Yes, but but she gets a little. I love anyway. So, Sloane Peterson, played by Mia Sarah, who is Ferris's girlfriend. She's the one who's married to Jim Henson's kid, right? Yes. I forgot his name. Brian. Brian, Brian Henson. Henson. You know, the 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 the, 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 uh, the critically acclaimed filmmaker of Muppets Christmas Carol, everyone. Actually he was dead. Brian! Oh God. We Can't. love Muppets. Go listen to that episode. No, please don't. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Last time we were here. It was our magnum opus. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? <laughs> like someone's magnum opus is like their greatest work oh yeah. okay. that was our magnum opus yeah what that the muppet christmas think... carol was your magnum opus i don't i don't think they're gonna be lost this far yeah if miriam ever uploads another episode will you upload one tonight i feel yes, like i, I will upload i will upload one i'll upload one halloween here. I'll, January. I'll really, I'll really pump him out this week. Pump him out. January. Okay. January, so March, I just have to say, cause, April. cause Sloane has some. I have to say, cause Sloane. Can we talk about Sloane, please? Yeah, Sloane has some of my favorite scenes. Like, I mean, this just when she gets, when we first meet her and she gets called oh out God, of school. That is my favorite scene with and her. Yeah. So she gets called. Ferris pretends to be her father and calls her to school, claiming that her grandmother just died, and. She, She's good at acting. Yeah, Sloan. she she cries, and even though she knows it's Ferris, so she cries, she pretends, and then uh, Rooney, who suspects that it's Ferris, takes her out, and Ferris is dressed up, his sunglasses on. She's like, "That's my father." So she goes down, <laughs> and then they start making out, <laughs> and he's so just like, Ferris "I guess some families do that." You you skipped my favorite line. Ferris goes. He says it in a really weird way. He goes, do you have a kiss for daddy? Yes. And they start making out. Like, and I'm like, why would they do that? Why? That, I think they're trying to mess with Rooney like a bit there. Like, if this was there. in Alabama, that would pass. But. I think, but I think they're really trying to mess with Rooney yeah, for him to be like, Rooney what? Rooney just be like, what? I think, well, he just sort of, some families like that or whatever. Yeah, so I just found that. It was so funny. <laughs> I just find her very cool you know everyone's she's really so cool yeah she's she's sweet she has a scene with cameron that's really sweet and i just I, she just has some of my the funniest moments like that and what was the other one that i was thinking of oh, that i don't I was, remember sorry well, I you kind of covered what I wanted to say about Sloan, but I noticed that throughout the movie, she calls Cameron Cam. Yeah. And I think that that's really sweet because I think that, you know, it's just something small, but a nickname shows that, you know, because sometimes, like, people who are, like, in friends with, like, their partner's friends, like, sometimes it's kind of, like, an awkward situation yeah. because you kind of, like, are forced to be fr- Like, it's just kind of yeah, a weird situation for some people. Gen- but she seems like yeah. she really does like Cam and I like their friendship. 
Are we talking about Cam right now? Yeah, we can go to Cam. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Unless you have anything to say. Um, so. Cam, my favorite, baby boy. Yeah. Alan Rock, who's in him. succession. You know, I'm trying to talk about my favorite character here, and Miriam just has to, like, steal but my spotlight. Succession. succession. Do I watch Succession? Here no. Kieran Culkin. Culkin. Yeah, two two John Hughes kids. Kieran yeah. Culkin's also in it. Um, anyway, Cameron. I don't know. <laughs> I just really, I guess that one scene where he gets in his car, not the Ferrari, when he gets in his car and he's like, should I or should I not? Yeah. You know, he's trying to decide if he should pick up Ferris. I, that was just really funny. And he seems and really like, relatable. Yeah, and he. I feel like he was the yeah. only sane one in the whole movie, and yeah. I just really like yeah. that. He 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 is like the opposite of Ferris, but also seems like a very good friend. Where he's like, like doesn't want to do this, but yeah. he knows that Ferris wants him to do it, so he eventually ends up going just to please him. And I mean, I'm sure I hope he had a good time. <laughs> so. I, I noticed that, um, so, okay, I'm going to start Does talking now. Freeze? Stop that. <laughs> Go. Go. So, I noticed that, um, so when we first see Cam, like, he's laying in bed and he's sick, his room I'm is dying. very, I'm dying, his room is very, like, barren, like, it's very modern, it's very clean, yeah. well, not super clean because he's sick, so there's, like, tissues everywhere, but yeah, it's but very, it's like, white. like, white, like, clean design. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ferris's room is covered, like, wall to wall with posters and and like just random stuff like very classic like teenager room (laughs) um and i love the contrast between the two of them and carly brought up the scene where he's in the car and he's like deciding whether or not to go pick up ferris i i don't drive but like i i yeah because you don't know your left from your right (laughs) i do miriam was like go to the cabinet that's the left she goes to the right they don't need to hear this (laughs) i went to the wrong cabinet um so i i definitely relate to that because there's been times when like maybe i've made a commitment to a friend and like i'm like well should i do it or like you know maybe i'm tired or something and i'm not really sure and so i'm like trying to figure something out and i i like that he ends up going with his friend and i i do think it's sad that he's like struggling because clearly he's like you know not in the best place but i think that it's good that he has friends like sloan and and ferris and i really like his character i think he was a really good contrast to ferris i think if there had been two people just like ferris and just as crazy as ferris yeah it wouldn't or, have made the yeah. movie as special and i like that each character is really unique yeah so i yeah i agree with you guys yeah I agree. I love Cameron. I think he's definitely, like, the one I probably relate to the most, other than, like, this. I feel like if, like, the sister and Cameron were to combine, I feel like that's yeah. similar to... I think most people really like that. Um, and he's just very, you know, like I said, rational, good front. Anyway, let's move on to... Wait. I forgot to say something about Ferris. Okay. Oh, my God. We're backing up. Okay, we're backing up. I'm so sorry. I forgot to say something about Ferris. A little spoiler for our next movie. See, fun, fun game. See if you can figure out what movie that's from before we announce what our next movie is. Anyway. Anyways, Ferris breaks the fourth wall. Yes, I love All the time. Ferris is, so that's something that's really interesting that this movie did because it is like technically a story that could happen. Like, yeah, it's like really unrealistic but like it could technically happen yeah. but 
Barris is talking to the camera. He is aware of the presence of the audience, and I think that that was a really nice touch. Can I just talk about, like... I was watching the movie, right? And it was over. But you know, like, the same time the credits are going, it has this scene with Rooney, right? So I was watching that, and then eventually that ended... And then there's the final scene with yeah. Ferris, and he's like, what are you still doing here? Yeah. And it's like, I, I thought that was so funny. The effect of seeing that in a theater, I think that would have been hysterical. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, really like that. I, yeah, I love the, op- the, like, you know, the opening sequence when he's talking on the camera. And the music it's, in the background. Yeah, it's just some of the, I think, I mean, I think most, if not, I'll say most, because there's a, but all the quotes from that movie come there, and my favorite one, which we'll probably play at the end of this episode, is in there. Um, but I think is it the life movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's Everyone it's, it's yeah, but it's just a great summary of I think why you know childhood teen whatever. Uh, spoiler: we don't use it at the end, so this was for nothing. But nice mention anyway. Well, Getting a little that, house. And we're spending our time in a bedroom making a podcast about Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty fun. Yeah. But is it mm, like, Carly go to the like Sears Tower, jump on a parade float, and... No, so we talk about going to the Sears Tower, jumping on a parade float. And mm-hmm. breaking a Ferrari fun? Like, what? Ooh, I Ferrari 250G2 California Look, Spider. Look, do you think if we make enough money off of this, we can all buy our own Ferrari? No. No. I would do that. I would But... We should take, like, a trip to Chicago and just try to do everything. Oh, yeah, my God. That'd be fun. That would be perfect, because there's three of us. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be slow. I'm slow. Oh, you're I'm Ferris. Ferris. We all know you're main Ferris, Miss main I character. Actually, I actually main was going to say earlier that I feel like, because you guys are talking about who you relate to, I genuinely feel like I relate to Ferris. Because I, I think, I don't know, like... I don't think I'm as bold as Ferris, but I, I love Ferris's personality, and I, I think I see some of myself in him. Yeah. Um, not, I don't push my friends around as much like that, though. Mm. Oh, <laughs> anyway. See? See what I mean? That's no. what happens. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about, the, I guess this is probably the last character we're going to talk about. Rooney. Wait, and Rooney's secretary. The queen. But we can, the true we, star. We, well, yeah. We can, we, can, we can group her she in. She in her hair. Yeah. And she, she can find in them. She's, <laughs> she's so funny. Yeah, I mean. When she imitated him on the phone, that was really funny. Yeah, that was improvised. Yeah, it was an improvised moment. I feel like the best movies in life, or the best (laughs) in movies, are always improvised. Are the most iconic. And I mean, we'll be uh, talking about her again later. I'm sure. Um, That's where I recognize her from. Oh, was she the? That's where I recognize. That was her. Yeah. Oh my god! I knew I recognized her. And Ben Ben Stein, who's the teacher, Bueller. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, he's a really distinctive face. Bueller's in it. The guy, teacher who says Bueller, Bueller. He's in. He's he's planes. like the flight's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's only very on quick. Oh, I didn't seconds. see yeah. Well, I did. So. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god! I knew I recognized Okay, her. so. He, we'll 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 we'll, like we'll, we'll 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 group. <laughs> we'll, 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 I'm trying to talk, but people are cutting me off. We'll group um Grace into Jesus this one Christ. with Rooney. Are you Rooney? I'm Ed Rooney, Dean of the Students. Um, so... Whoa! <laughs> so... That was not on purpose. Um, I have a few things to say about Rooney. Yes, yeah, so do you want to kick us off, sure? <laughs> so does a lot of people. Rooney, if you're listening to this, you you broke into a student's house. Why would you do that? 
Why would you do that? Okay, here's the thing about Rooney. I have really mixed feelings about Rooney. I think that Mr. Rooney is just, he's mean. He is, like, too extreme. He, like, he just goes too far. But also, you gotta give him credit. He is doing his job. I mean, I don't think principals are really supposed to break into people's houses. But he is doing his job, and he's kind of going above and beyond. Um, not necessarily in a good way, but he is doing a lot of extra work, and all for one student. I think if you kind of peel away the, like, mean, like... So I think if you, like, take away the harshness um, surrounding um, Ed Rooney's character, he is kind of doing this... I mean, he's kind of doing it to get back at ferris but he also is doing it because he knows that ferris won't graduate if he continues um behaving this way and i think that that kind of shows that he cares a little bit but i still don't like him and don't break into your students houses don't break into anyone's house that's just a rule (laughs) like i feel like if he didn't care he would you know just let ferris get away with it yeah or maybe Um, maybe i'm wrong and he all he cares about is is himself and ferris is making him look bad but then at the same time if for example, he was successful and told Ferris, like, ha-ha, I got you. Then what's he gonna do, you know? Yeah, like, is he like, gonna drag... Like, by at that point, the school day was over. Was he gonna drag Ferris to... What was he gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought it was really funny, um, that scene with him on the phone with Sloane's dad. Who was really yeah. Ferris. He was, but he then was Ferris was smart enough out. to f- know to call on the other line. Yeah. Um, anything else? About Rooney? Oh, oh, we well, need to talk about the actor. Yes. I don't know anything about the actor. You guys apparently know. So, that. Jeffrey Jones, who has been, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Amadeus, Amadeus, which is the movie about, you know, Mozart. it's about Mozart. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Um, he's also in Beetlejuice. He, I didn't know who's in. Wait, the, yeah. He was also in was Mom he? and Dad Save the World. Apparently, no one else remembers that movie. What but did I he do. play? Who did he play in Beetlejuice? Um, the dad. The not the, um, Charles, Catherine Charles Dietz. Oh! oh yeah, God. and in 2003, he pleaded no contest to a charge of soliciting a minor to post for nude photographs and had subsequent arrest for failing to update his sex oh offender God. status. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I he... Go- I, go- I literally... Okay, so I Googled him because I didn't know his name. Like, I always knew him as the actor, but I never knew his name, right? So I Googled him. Big mistake. I, I went on his Wikipedia page, and the first thing I saw was, like, what is it called? Criminal offenses. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, It's boy. just so many people in Hollywood are like that. It's, it's, insa- it's insane. It's insane. Like, it's so Google scary. Someone. That's so upsetting. And, uh, I mean, kind of, like... Mom and Dad saved the world. See? No one else remembers that movie. It drives me crazy. I used to watch it all the time. The poster for it is the DVD box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't a very good movie, but I remember. There was this, um, we had this, like, we had a bunch of, like, VHSs when I was little. Mm-hmm. And there was this one about this weird little green, like, booger thing. And he lived Flubber? in a bathroom. No, not Flubber. <laughs> and he lived in a bathroom. And it was just crazy. Wait, but I think I found it a few years ago. But it was just crazy. No, not Flubber. Like, it was a weird little, like, claymation little booger guy. So if anybody knows, please reach out. Let me know who was the weird little booger guy in the bathroom. So, yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. So before we do ratings, I say we do, like, our final thoughts. And so I love, and I 
I know that you guys do as well. When I watch a movie, I love Googling the cast and I love, you know, well, learning about Google the actors. Don't don't Google this guy. You got, you got Matthew, um, Broderick, Matthew Broderick, who literally murdered, two, not murdered, but he killed two people. He, he got into a car accident with two people. Yeah, but Matthew Broderick is, you know. Um, the- oh, Carly's going to get canceled. Yeah. How am I going to cancel? Oh, yeah, everyone's okay. By Matthew can fans. Stop, can we stop oh, using the word cancel? <laughs> really- cancel culture! Um, okay, what were you gonna say? So, we'll go okay, first. so Ferris's parents, they're not, like, a huge, they're not, like, major characters, but they were married for a little bit. And the actors, mm-hmm. yeah, they were married and divorced, which I thought was really interesting. So, you know, just a I little fun. It, it didn't work out. No, but there's could no you, Ferris okay, but I don't know if they had a kid together, but could you imagine if, if they, they did have a kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, not that, but if they had a kid together, the kid's like, hey, my parents are Ferris Bueller's parents. I just think that that's, that's an interesting little thing. Yeah. Um. So, any final thoughts before we do our ratings? Um, Jim Carrey. Jimmy, okay, wait, wait. Jim Carrey, Johnny Sir, Depp, Thomas, sweet, sir, Sir, guys would be able to play Ferris, and you would have thought, where's my wallet? You said, I have to have that look, that charm that comes. Jimmy Stewart could have played Ferris at 15. I needed Matthew. So, Matthew oh. is Jimmy Stewart, guys. No, but, like, Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, and Michael J. Fox were all considered. Yeah. That's crazy. And then... Yes. Yes. What the fuck else? But you don't recognize him. He could play Ferris. He wanted someone who looked like Jimmy Stewart when they were. Oh. Yeah. Like Jimmy Stewart. Yes. So okay. So a lot of like the previous um, John Hughes uh, Brat Pack kids were considered. It really seems like, but uh, none of them got it. Like Molly Ringwald wanted to do it. Judd Nelson. You know what would have been really interesting? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you know what would have been really interesting? So. Obviously, like, he was too young, and this was pre-Home Alone, but, like, if this movie had come out a few, like, when Macaulay Culkin was a teenager, I think he could have played this character really well. It's, like, like, honestly, I actually was going to say something, because I think Ferris is really mature for his, well, Um, he's kind of, but he's very clever for his age. I'll, I'll say that, and so is Kevin, so I think that it's kind of, like, did John, John Hughes wrote this, right? Why do you think we're watching right, yeah, it? Well, he directed. Movie. And he had a cameo. Let's see what he did. Oh, what was his cameo? Um, I love when people do cameos. John Hughes can be seen in a tiny cameo for one of the early Chicago downtown montage sequences. Oh, that was He's climbing be literally spot. across traffic from right to left of the screen, wearing a light blue jacket and a big, big 80s hairdo. We gotta rewatch that scene when we're done. I would love to see if we can spot him. Matthew was like mid 20s. And um, Mia Sarah, which that sounds a lot like Mia Farrow. Almost. I was about to say Mia Farrow, but Mia Sarah is um, was eighteen. And really, so yeah. her character is younger, and she was also younger. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, and like John Hughes wanted someone older because that was like what the character was like, like to have like maturity and like dignity or whatever. Yeah. And um. And she told him, and he would, like fell out of a chair or something. Was very, huh? You're eighteen. Like was very shocked. Cameron. No, John Hughes. John Hughes. Why do you think Cameron? Wait, who told who? Mia Sarah okay. told John Hughes that she was eighteen. He was oh, very shocked by that. She was like not Yeah. Um. This is also our former U.S. Vice President Dan Quayle's favorite movie. Who? Dan Quayle. Who's Who's H.W.'s? 
I don't know. Okay, so ratings. I think Carly, do you want to I'm start? dead. Carly, Carly, do you want to do start? Your you want me to start? All right, I'll start. You know what? What what does this have on? Okay, go ahead. What does this have on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way? Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, you guys are slacking. No, Come on. I had it up earlier. So, Rotten Tomatoes, it is an 81%. Okay. How do you feel about that, Carly? You know what? <laughs> give me the microphone! <laughs> Carly's going to give Rotten Tomatoes a piece of her. You know what, Rotten Tomatoes, you dumb website. 92 among audiences. Well, you know what I would give it? If I had to rate it, I would give Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is a historic moment. We do drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. I don't know if you can hear it. I would give Ferris Bueller's Day Off a 100% Whoa! on Rotten Woo! Tomatoes. <laughs> wow, this is, this is podcast history. How do we ever have a 100%? Mm, I think I, I think I, get a, I think I gave a 99 or something. Well, you, you know, know what? But Carly. Yeah, wow. I have to be the first to take every record. Okay. Wow. This is probably the only time. We'll see about that. Oh, yeah. We're going to watch my favorite movie. <laughs> I really loved it. can't wait to watch what, Harry Potter and, like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The first half. Oh, Potter. God. If you gave that one 100, I'd kick you out. Uh, I don't know. I would give it 100%. Um, just because I found it really funny i really you know that was probably the first time in a while i've laughed out loud at a movie you know yeah. not that i watch comedy movies often but even if there's a joke here and there that i find funny i don't really laugh at it but i thought it was really funny i thought it was interesting i love seeing because i've seen that scene before where he's you know running to his house like at the end yeah trying to get there before his mom um but i've seen that before so like it was nice to know where that came from and it was just really interesting. It held my attention the whole movie. So. Well, I have to agree with her. I think I'd give it a hundred too. I don't. There's never. This is like I mentioned the story before. It might have a little bit nostalgia in it, but I think even then it would be high nineties. Um, even not a hundred. Come on. No. Well, I'm trying to be, um, unbiased here. Why would you be unbiased? That's the whole point to it. Well, no, as far as fact of the role that nostalgia has played, but I think even then it would probably be 100. There's never, I think, a dull moment in this film. And the only dull one is the moment Bueller, <laughs> like where yeah, it's supposed where to be. Yeah, where it's supposed to be dull. You know, and um, when he's... But it, it's it's just like we've said throughout this podcast. It's just a fun movie. It's like a good like movie to watch when you're sick, when you have a day off, when you could be doing so much more fun, having a fun time. But instead, you're sitting on your couch and watching this flick, which is also a fun time. It's very fun. Yeah, I I just I love this movie, and it was probably the first, not counting Home Alone, but probably the first john hughes high school movie that um i saw home alone isn't really a high school movie that's why i said the first okay genius well well i i i interpreted her wording a different way um Wait, i just realized why are buzz and um why are buzz and kevin in the same school Remember, maybe it goes up to high school. I thought you meant Buzz and Woody this, at first. I thought you were not about Buzzy. When do you see the school? In the second one when they're singing. Oh. Maybe it's like maybe he's not just a. In eighth grade or something. Oh. 
Okay. Maybe it's like a. It Whoa! Goes like oh my god. I'm so, so now after you guys have gone, I kind of feel like. I don't know. Like, so I love this movie, but I feel like. I don't know what to say. I feel like giving it a 100 is so high. Just admit it. You but, don't have good taste like I do. So. But I also feel like I can't find anything to dislike about that's, this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to agree with you. I give it a 100 because oh, now, now you're stealing my spotlight. I'm Wait, not. You I give it a 99. Okay, I give it a 99 too. <laughs> because now I don't want to steal Carly's spotlight. But I really love Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I think it's a great movie and um yeah. Save Ferris. Yeah. Um I guess we'll talk about my pick now. So our next and you may have already figured it out based on clues that Yes. We've been and if you episode. did, you get some fudge for a prize. I'm gonna add that in there. My dad comes in, I'll add that in there. Um so my pick is Trains, planes, and automobiles. Which is a continuation. I think I just said it wrong. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Did I say trains, planes? Yeah, okay. My pick is plane, trains, and automobiles, which is continuing our John Hughes theme. And this is one that I have semi-seen. Yeah, me too. Where it was just, like, on in our house, and I remember seeing some scenes, but I never really sat down and watched the full movie. I had never heard of this movie before. Never even heard of it? No. Girl. Okay. So, that is very exciting. Okay. Whatever. See you then. Bye. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of... (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Couch Potato Critics. What is it called? Couch Potato Critics? Couch Potato Critics. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Couch Potato Critics. Make sure to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, share us, do whatever you have to do to stay tuned and listen to our previous episodes and listen to our future episodes. We are not running for president. We're gonna, the three of us are going to run as one unit. One president. president. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next time. Say Ferris. Say Ferris. (laughs) (laughs) You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.